Hey everyone, welcome to the Health Focus Podcast. On today's episode, it's going to be a question and answer style theme. We're going to be talking about things regarding starting off in your health journey. You may be getting a gym membership for the first time and you might be a little bit confused what to do in the gym. So myself and James are going to demystify a couple of things there, show you how to most productively spend your hour in the gym. So on that note, let's just get straight into the podcast. So we got a couple of questions sent in regarding fat loss, weight training, protein supplementation and we're going to dedicate this podcast mostly to resistance training for fat loss is that right yeah going to the gym and yeah resistance training to lose weight yeah so on that note let's jump into uh, the first question so yeah the first question that we have is how long should i spend in the gym great question so when it comes to fat loss i don't think it's necessary to be in the gym over an hour and in our gym, we've got a saying that if you're in the gym more than an hour, you're making friends. <laughs> so we kind of joke about it in that way. But when you think about it, when you go to the gym, resistance training or physical exercise is inherently stressful for, for the body. So think about stress as a thermometer. The, the longer you're spending in the gym, the higher that thermometer is going up, the higher your stress is increasing. And the higher that stress is, now it, it, it's harder inherently to recover from. A majority of people out there are not eating well, they're not sleeping very well their their stress is high from work and whatever other stresses are in their life so bringing and reducing that stress is quite hard so for the majority of people i would suggest 30 to 60 minutes in the gym and when you think about the gym i like to uh, describe it as just total session time which is how long you're spending in the gym and then there's total work time so most people if they're in the gym 60 minutes or general like if you go to a gym now and you kind of people watch People are in the gym 60 minutes and the total work that they're doing is probably 10 minutes. So they're twiddling about on their thumbs, maybe texting. Maybe Rest texting periods, some. things like that. Yeah, maybe maybe that or they're just twiddling away and not even logging their rest. So I would suggest when you go to the gym, you definitely have a program. You definitely have some structure. You understand how much work you're doing or how much time under tension you're doing. And time under tension is just the repetitions multiplied by your sets. So, for instance, if you're doing one repetition on a squat, for instance, how long are you spending going down? How long are you spending going back up? So, it's four seconds down, one second up on one rep. One one rep is taking you mm-hmm. five seconds. Mm-hmm. So, that's how I would gener- and multiply that by how many other reps you're doing, how many re- sets you're doing, and then you've got your total work time of the session. So, that's what I would suggest. You always know your total work time, and you always log your break have a stopwatch or what even a watch on your arm but i wouldn't suggest using your phone because then people get distracted as yeah well. so that you, so an hour you think yeah no more than an hour definitely not more than an hour for general pops if you're an athlete and fat loss is not the goal maybe strength power or anything like that i would suggest possibly a little bit longer but our total work time really that wouldn't include yes, total the sauna you could spend 30 minutes in the sauna and 30 minutes training you go yeah. wow i did an hour in the gym of course 30, yeah. 30 minutes Majority of people aren't training hard enough. Mm. So if you go into the gym and you train hard, smart, 30 minutes is by far enough. Really? Okay, that's good. Especially in January, it's, it's, oh, they're always very busy. Yeah, people don't understand that you don't need to be in that gym that long. People sacrifice intensity yeah. for repetitions or volume. They do a lot of sets, they do a lot of reps, but they're never to failure and they're never to the load they need to be. I think when people look at people, like kind of ordinary people who look at people in the gym, in the gym setting are usually bodybuilders. 
and they see how tough and how hard they're going and like i say that puts a lot of people off to thinking jesus these must be like three four hours in the gym i'll probably have to be like Which that i'm going to the gym exactly oh, you don't see yeah. the normal joe soap going into the gym and coming out of the gym it's, it's not a lot of the time as well when you see these guys that are in the gym that have a lot of muscle mass you don't see what goes on at home as well you yeah. don't see the prep preparation for their meals the, the protein the fats the carbs they're eating their meal frequency and how much they focus on their that's sleep as well. what they should be focusing on really as yeah. well their nutrition their so diet so when you think about it people spend maybe one two three hours of their week yeah in the gym so i believe there's 172 hours in a week and we're only spending three or four of them in, in the gym yeah, it's not too so bad it's, so it's what we do outside the gym that really makes a difference there on adaptation so you were talking there about going in having your routine having your program what's the best way to spend the hour in the gym should i go in do 10 minutes at the start treadmill running warm up the body 10 minutes and that will give me you know 30 minutes then 40 minutes what's the best way to spend it should i go straight into the weight room okay so this is now to lose fat to lose fat to lose weight if you ever come to the isi in malahide marina so the irish strength institute where i work you'll you'll never see a treadmill and the reason is we don't really believe in treadmills we don't think they're very productive machines so i would say just kind of any cardio machine yeah do i think you should warm up a cardio i don't think so necessarily no. well if you're going to the gym to squat, yeah. why warm up on a treadmill? It's not very specific to the motion you're going to perform. So I would suggest if you're squatting that day, warm up with lighter reps of squats for more repetitions. And then work up to your work weight and go from there. There's, the warm up needs to be specific to what you're doing. If you're doing bench press and pull ups, doing the cross trainer is not going to help you very much. It's going to get that heart rate up, your general heart rate. But you know what else will get your heart rate up? Doing, you know, 10. 15 reps of push-ups and then then start loading up the bar and going to bench press. So that's what I should be doing if I'm going into the gym and I have only one hour. Let's say I'm back at work at two o'clock. Yes, train, so I'm not going to spend... the muscle group you're looking to train. Yeah. For instance, if you're getting ready for chin-ups, it might look like doing some lap pull-downs beforehand before you go, because majority of people, maybe they can't do more than five reps of chin-ups. So you obviously need to make every rep count. So warm up with a lighter weight on lap pull-down before we go into some bodyweight chin-ups. And will those kind of resistance training, like squats, bench press, will they actually help me lose weight? Of course, yeah. So how they'll let you make you lose weight is you're expending calories in the gym, yes, but it's not really about the calories or the energy expended in the gym. It's about the potential of building muscle because when anyone builds muscle, they're building a bigger engine on their body. And that bigger engine burns more fuel at rest. So resistance training is the most superior form of exercise for fat loss out there. Much better, and when people say cardio, I'm gonna play devil's advocate with you, James, so what is cardio? What do you think? When I think of cardio, I just think running, running a long time, yeah, and staring what, out a window, kind of wishing you weren't doing it. Yeah, or you know, watching some Netflix Wishing you were somewhere else, yeah, exactly. So cardio is essentially cardio training or aerobic training and aerobic training is just an energy system in our body when our body uses oxygen aerobic and fats or sometimes which is called aerobic lipolysis or oxygen and carbohydrates which is aerobic glycolysis so you can be aerobic or you can be doing cardio with push-ups if you do let's say for instance a tabata workout which is 20 seconds on 10 seconds off eight times of push-ups so that means you do as many reps as you can of push-ups for 20 seconds you rest 10 seconds and you go back in that's cardio you're going to be breathing through your ass so 
I would say if you do like to do cardio, pick an exercise, do it that way. But you don't need to be on a treadmill, you don't need to be on a cross trainer or anything like that. Now, if you love walking, go for it. If it, your passion is walking, going for hikes, go for it. If it's a great pastime, go for it. But it's not a great form of fat loss. Okay. Mo- not form, but a great modality of mm. fat loss. So if you're in the gym, you have the, the cardio to your left, weights to your right, go do the way. Because it, when I do, let's say, when I say I, I mean the listener. When the listener is on the cardio for 30, or a cardio machine for 30 minutes, or does push-ups, uh, like does stuff with the weight bars, when they go home, does the cardio or the weights, does that have more of an effect on the person? Does, it's, does cardio end when you stop? Whereas, okay, I can know like the effects, do they last longer outside of the gym if you're doing push-ups, things like that? So people use this term epoch, excess post-exercise, oxygen consumption, all those fancy words. And generally what they're talking about is, oh, well, when you do cardio and you stop doing cardio, you are burning more calories after the workout or when you... Or you're not burning more calories, sorry. But when you do resistance-based exercise, you're not burning very much calories in the gym, but you're burning more calories outside of the gym. What I'd say is people get caught up on EPOC and all that sort of stuff. But when you're weight training, essentially, if someone's building muscle, it's going to be the most productive form to, to burn fat. So I wouldn't be getting very caught up with doing to do cardio at the end of my workout to complement fat loss because that is a bit of a misconception. I think if you're just lifting weights and you're in your calorie deficit and your hormones are working well and your digestion as well you're going to see the results you want yeah so you're going to get, you're going to look better and you're going to be losing weight yeah and yeah. you're going to be doing less work in the gym and you're not going to be in the gym that two hours where you could be spending time with your family your friends socializing and being happy yeah and not miserable on the treadmill so for someone new to the gym when they're on the bench press should they be doing more sets or more reps or how how would you balance it out which is the yeah, so this is, this is a great question. So normally when I'm writing programs, I need to evaluate a couple of factors. One would be volume and, and one would be intensity. So when we think about in volume, volume would be your repetitions multiplied by your sets multiplied by the weight lifted. And that's generally how I would define volume. Intensity would be the percentage of load lifted. So the stress of the program for your client will vary from ratios from volume to intensity. Generally speaking, when a client is in for the very first time, I would push the stress more to a volume dominance, so a bit more repetitions. One, because the client is new, they're trying to learn the scale of the squat, of the bench press, of the push-up, of the chin-up, and they need a lot of repetitions to learn the Mm. motion, their body, Feels, it feels foreign for the body, so they need to learn it. If I say to them, you know what, it's our very first session, we're going to see how much you can squat and we're going to work yeah. up to a three rep max. By the end of them, three reps are moving like Bambi and their squat, their, their knees are going valgus, their knees are touching in, and it's just not looking good. So I prefer to go a little bit higher volume at the beginning, and I might look like maybe two months of being in a rep- repetition bracket of 10 to 12, and then after two months, dropping down to five sets of five, and okay. then maybe going back up from there. That's, that's generally how I'd like to do it. And when you're doing them volume, or how I would call it accumulation, which would be a, vol- a volume-based workout, where the stress is repetitions, 
I would pick a big bang movement. Okay. So a big bang movement for your upper body might be a dumbbell press, a flat dumbbell mm-hmm. press. A big bang for your lower body might be a lying leg curl or a squat. I keep them exercises in for a certain amount of time and then take them out in the next program. I remember a coach in our gym, Mick Finglas, said programming made programming is so overcomplicated. And he made it so simple, I almost laughed my ass off. He goes, You wanna you wanna learn how to program like a personal trainer? He said to me, pick a number. And I, I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know how to respond, so I got uh, six. And he goes, Perfect. Do that for six weeks. Uh-huh, yeah. And after six weeks, pick a pick a higher pick, number. Pick a different number, yeah. Twelve. Okay, and then another six weeks, pick a low number. And essentially, he's not entirely wrong. There's much more factors that go into program design than just picking a random number and then picking a random number for sets. But you know what? For some people, that might just work. Yeah, so for a beginner as well, I'd say it's, it's yeah. better to start on a slow and just the, like it's like anything. Start slow and you'll build yeah, up. But yeah, but the main thing for a beginner is pick a number of exercises and stick with them. Because if you keep changing your exercise selection, your repetitions, your rest, you're going to go nowhere. Mm. You need to have some consistency. You need to have a program template and some structure. And the next question would be, you see people in the gyms and they're, they're, they're not drinking water, they have protein shakes. Should, the, should a person even looking to lose weight, should they be drinking a protein shake? If they do drink a protein shake, should it be while they're in the car heading to the gym, while they're in the gym in between rest periods, you know, you're, you're taking a, a sup of it, or after when you're leaving, you know, when you're heading back to the car, you pop protein shake and start drinking it. Yeah, so if you go walk into commercial gym, you're gonna see someone in the gym with a shaker, and there's either gonna be a protein powder in it, or there's gonna be a pre You usually see a powder. shop, even now. Yeah, or something in the shop, or amino acids, or branch chain amino acids, or beta alanine, and all this stuff. So when we talk about specifically protein shakes, I wouldn't recommend having protein shakes before your workout. Simply because protein needs to be digested by the body. And for digestion to occur, blood flow needs to go to the digestive organs like the stomach and like the gut. And that means it gets taken away from skeletal muscle. But when we're weight training, guess what? All the blood flow is going to skeletal muscle, so it's getting taken away from digestion. So that means you just had your whey protein shake, you're on your way to the gym, you start squatting and deadlifting, and all of a sudden you're bourbon belching, mm, and that, yeah. that vanilla protein shake that you just drank is starting to come back up. So I wouldn't recommend protein shakes before or during your workouts. If you want to have a protein shake after your workout, I'm, I'm not a big fan of it, but it depends on the individual, and I'll tell you why I'm not a big fan of it. One is because the majority of people need to be a bit more consistent about their protein intake. I would prefer people to eat their protein and if they really can't eat their protein, then I would supplement with it. And like you said, Jim, the best time to have it would be post-workout. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be two minutes after you finish your last set of bicep curls or squats. It can be anywhere between 15, 15 to 60 minutes after a workout. I wouldn't stress about it. And there's all different types of protein shakes out there. Whey protein is really well studied. There's casein, hydrolyzed whey, hydrolyzed casein, branched-chain amino acids, beef protein egg protein fish protein there's actually insect protein so what i would say is all of them are good all of them have their benefits all of them have their negatives but never stay on the same protein brand or the same protein source more than two months okay and the reason being is if you stay in the same protein source over and over again you will eventually build up an allergy to that food 
sorry for the listeners that my dog just walked in <laughs> mid podcast you mentioned there about you know eat your protein should a, should the person you know they're having their dinner they're having a steak at five o'clock after they finish work and they go to the gym at six is it good to eat your protein have your dinner before you head to the gym should you do it after so number one it depends when are you training you're training in the morning, right before work. We'll say training. for li- the listener works nine to five and then at six o'clock they're going to the gym. So usually what would happen then is the person would probably get a bite to eat in work. Yeah, lunch. Yeah, so lunch would be roughly what time? Uh, one o'clock. Usually. One o'clock, two o'clock, so they get a bite to eat. By the time they get to the gym at six o'clock, I would possibly recommend maybe they have a coffee or some amino acids during sure. their workout and then I'd have them eat after, directly after the workout or have a protein shake directly after the workout. But I don't think it's totally necessary to have another meal in there. Now if you're, tra- you can, I would, I'm not opposed to training fast in the morning if you want to go train before work. I like my clients having a bit of coffee in the morning before their workouts to kind of stimulate the nervous system and kind of get a bit more out of them from their workouts. And a lot of my clients don't like to eat very early in the morning because they feel a bit nauseous yeah. going to the gym as well. Because you're getting up during your 20, 30 minutes I can't imagine someone's going to have, if they're training at 6 a.m., that they're going to have like a big breakfast. They're going to have yeah, so any t- even you know, a few slices of toast. Yeah, so if you're training at 6 a.m., you know, coffee is fine. After your workout, some people that I train will head home, grab breakfast, and then head to work. That's perfectly fine. Okay. So whatever works for that person. Yeah, so those are, that was, I suppose, a, a few quick questions in relation to the fat, losing weight and, and the gym. And fat loss, yeah. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. What I would like to do in the future is do much more of these kind of Q&A podcasts. So if you have an Instagram account, head over to Robbie underscore health underscore focus. Pop me a direct message and send me on some questions that you'd like answered. If you thought this podcast was informative, do like, subscribe, give us a five-star rating as well if you think we deserve it. Well, personally speaking, I think we do. Smash that like button. And um, if you think a family member, a friend may benefit from this information, share it on to them. So thank you so much for listening in and I'll see you again in the next one. Cheers, Cheers guys.